Happy summer, friend, and welcome to the Her God Speaks podcast. I'm your host, April Spears, and if you thought to yourself, this music sounds a little different than usual, you are absolutely right. I thought we needed a fun, groovy summer vibe, something that makes you kind of sway back and forth or maybe even bounce a little. That's what I'm doing in my chair right now. We needed some fresh music because we are kicking off the very first Her God Speaks summer book club. For the month of July, we are reading Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves together. And every Thursday, starting today, we're going to pretend we're hanging out at our favorite coffee shop, sipping iced lattes, and chatting about the mind-blowing reality that our God is Father, Son, and Spirit. As I always do, I've invited a friend to join me for this series. Her name is Ani Kasabian. She is an Instagram friend turned real life friend. She's passionate about the Bible and theology, creates amazing content for her Women in Theology Instagram account. When I was thinking of people who I would love to talk through this book with, she kept coming to mind and has graciously agreed to hang out with us for this book club series. Ani, welcome to the Her God Speaks podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you oh. did really good with my last name. I know you were nervous. There. I was. I had her send me an audio like text of her saying her name. <laughs> and I, I've put an accent on the I for like our whole friendship. And I didn't realize it's, it's Ani, not Ani. Yes, I don't know why. Ani. I was trying to make it even more exotic than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Ani. Uh, Ani. Um, now, before we get into the book, because mm -hmm. this is a book club podcast, yes. I'd love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, as April said, I'm Ani Kasabian from Women in Theology. I am a wife and a mother to three boys. Um, we are just right now all over the place with, we have a teaching at school. Well, we're on summer break, which has been great but I'm a teacher I teach bible study at my church and I've just been in to the bible for a while you know and our ministry kind of started with a frustration which is I feel like how a lot of ministries get started started out of frustration where the women have just kind of always been left out of the conversation right they've been left out of the theological conversations have been intimidated to join in and so our ministry kind of started with that frustration and just feeling like this, you know, insistence and persistence from God of just like, okay, do something about it, do something about it. And, um, you know, in the thick of COVID 2020, it was like, okay, it's time I'm not doing anything else. I'm not really um, going anywhere. So this was a good time. And it was just bred out of that. And uh, just loving every minute. I've loved the connections I've made, you know, you being one of the top people, I'd never thought, I would make a real connection on Instagram, which, you know, you see, you see people saying, oh, I, you know, my Instagram friend turned real life. And I was like, how does that actually happen? But it's been wonderful and it's been a great journey. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where this whole women in theology was born and bred out of. Yeah, I love that. So I got a puppy during COVID. You started a ministry. <laughs> I started a ministry, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Big life changes happening yeah, during quarantine. What ages are your boys? Because I feel like our listeners need to know that you are, when you say you're in the thick of it, you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oldest is nine. My middle is seven. Youngest is four. Yeah, girl. So, so you got are. a lot of excitement and energy 
in your oh, yeah. house. Chaos. It's like it's parkour chaos all the time. Oh, well, parkour, <laughs> fake uh, fights. I mean, my <laughs> oldest son is so into creating weapons of all things. Uh-huh. I mean, he's just a creative mind and he will create weapons out of everyday objects. Like he recreated all of the Ninja Turtle weapons out of paper for him and his brothers. And it's very nice and we want to encourage that. But, uh-huh. You know, creating weapons always leads to the fights and oh. It's yeah, for sure. Chaos. For sure. Especially and now I, there's no school. So. I know summertime. Yeah. I feel like our listeners should also know you live in LA. Like I am in Tampa, I Florida can. right now mm-hmm. and you are in LA, which Los I Angeles. still can't get over what technology allows us to do. Cause I'm looking at your so face true. right now and you're know, so, so far away. Um, but yeah, I think that's a fun fact about you as well. Well, I've got one more personal question for you, and then we'll get into the book. But tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a full-blown theology nerd. Okay, I want to know. A fun one. Well, I, as soon as I accepted the Lord, I was 15 years old. I just knew I was going to Bible college. I, I, our pastor at the time had graduated from a Bible college nearby, and I don't know why I so associated just like following Jesus with going to Bible college. So at 15, that was the path I put myself on, or, you know, I should say God put me Mm -hmm. on. And um, I, so I graduated high school, went to Bible college straight out of high school. And I had grown up in the church, you know, um, but I hadn't, didn't really accept Jesus as my own savior till I was 15. And while I feel like I went to a church that taught a lot of theology like we we're and to this day our church is still very theology focused but there's so many things that you know you grow up believing and then you go to bible college or you just start studying the bible even on your own and you realize oh my goodness i have been i have got it wrong i've got it wrong on so many levels and i think just all of the revelations I got sparked something in me in Bible college because I went in not knowing what really I would do with it after. It was just, this is what I want to do. I, I'm a Christian. I love God and I want to know more about him. And that was kind of the motivation. But while I was there, it was just like this fire got, I felt like I was always being doused in fire, uh-huh. you know, with this uh, burning in the bosom feeling constantly yeah. and I got addicted I was like this is this is it this is what I want out of life I don't know what it will be I don't know how I'll get there but this is where I want to be yeah. and so for the next I mean it's been over 10 years for the past 10 plus years of just I've been trying to get myself back in school but you know just God keeps blessing us with more children and I have not been able to get myself back in there but um that is the goal. Hopefully, I mean, right now, my goal is to be back in school by spring 2023. Okay, so for that to happen. But you know, just for the past 10 years, I've just been immersed and overjoyed. And this has been my passion. And it just never, I, I don't get bored of it. You know, it's mm-hmm. sometimes you pick up hobbies, or you pick up passions, and you, you, you know, you go full force, and then it run in, runs its course, and you're over it. But this has been something that has just never dulled and has only been heightened over time and I'm I love it yeah well I can definitely tell you're addicted and it's contagious (laughs) and it's wonderful and it's one of the things that I love most about you and why I knew you would be so perfect for this conversation well for our very first project together I thought we would start with something really easy like the trinity (laughs) (laughs) so fun so easy such an easy one um for me growing up in the church the Trinity was, and I'm kind of like you, I grew up in a 
a, a, a solid uh, Bible teaching church. Um, but the Trinity, it was always assumed, right? So I was taught very clearly that there is one God who exists in three distinct persons, Father, Son, Spirit. But other than that, the Trinity mm-hmm. just doesn't, it doesn't really come up. Like even when the focus is the attributes of God, whether it's a sermon series or a Bible study specifically on that topic, I don't remember there ever being a time where God's three and oneness made the list of, mm-hmm. of attributes that um, that we studied. I don't belong to a faith tradition that recites the Apostles' Creed. Um, the Trinity isn't really focused on in any of the modern praise choruses that are sung in, in my church on Sunday morning. So for me, the doctrine of the Trinity has always kind of been like um, a theological white noise. Like it's mm-hmm. there, but you don't really hear it. Uh, it just kind of blends into the background. Um, and I wonder, has that been your experience too? Or has the Trinity had a more prominent place in, in your spiritual formation? No, I do feel like I relate to, to your experience because it's something that we hold to, right? It's not something that, oh, we're kind of fuzzy. I'm like, no, we hold to a Trinitarian God, three persons, one nature. But we, yeah, we don't talk about it. We don't really focus on it. It's always, like you said, white noise. It's always there in the background. And that, you know, it is the foundation. So it's not like we've strayed from any of that, but we don't, no, we don't discuss the Trinity much. And I think for good reason, right? Like it's not um, easy to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually want to, because um, in the introduction, uh, Michael Reeves talks about that and kind of why we why it tends to get relegated to the to the sidelines. I'm going to read a quote from um, from the introduction. Uh, by the way, do you want to say there is uh, a link to get a copy of the book um, and also a link to get the free summer book club principle that is in the show notes, that principle includes summaries of each chapter and some questions to ponder as you read. And I tried to make it really beautiful. So you you should definitely get one if you haven't already. All right, now I'm actually going to read from the book. So I'm reading from page 10 um, Mm -hmm. in the introduction. And he says, (laughs) the heading of this section is called spooky, huh? Um, He says, there is, of course, a major obstacle in our way that the Trinity is seen not as a solution and a delight, but as an oddity and a problem. In fact, some of the ways people talk about the Trinity only seem to reinforce the idea. Think, for example, of all those desperate sounding illustrations. The Trinity, some helpful soul explains, is like an egg where there is a shell and a yolk and a white, and yet it is all one egg. No, says another, the Trinity is more like a shamrock leaf. That's one leaf, but it's got three bits sticking out, just like the Father, Son, and Spirit. (laughs) And one wonders why the world laughs. For whether the Trinity is compared to shrubbery, streaky bacon, or uh, uh, streaky bacon, the three states of H2O, or a three-headed giant, it begins to sound, well, bizarre like some pointless and unsightly growth on our understanding of God, one that could surely be lopped off with no consequence other than a universal sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The way we often get around this problem, and one thing I think our readers are going to really appreciate about Michael Reeves is you can tell he's kind of a funny guy, and that comes out in his writing, and that's not always true of theologians 
in their writing. Um, but you can kind of catch his little tongue in cheek there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way we get around that is to kind of write the Trinity off as a mystery and then just set it to the side and move on to things that we can can understand. And this entire book is basically Michael Reeves saying to us, the reader, stop doing that. You yes, actually can understand some things about the Trinity, and it's really important that you do. So um, any thoughts on that, like how we tend to view the Trinity kind of as this weird thing we're never oh, yeah. really going to be able to understand, so we should probably not talk about it yes. a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like that's one of the biggest ways we've described the Trinity through the years, even in my personal life is, you know, God is infinite and he's eternal and, you know, we can't understand the ways, the ways he does things or who he is. So mystery would be such a good word. And obviously in a sense, that's true. Mm -hmm. We can't understand fully who he is. We are finite beings. We were created. He's the infinite, uncreated, eternal God. But I love how Reeves just right away in the introduction, like, don't be scared. It's, mm-hmm. it's okay. This is such a fundamental truth about God, right? It is who he is. He is a Trinity. And if we're scared to even talk about it, if we're, you know, turned off, intimidated, whatever it may be by just who he is, then it like the world exactly is going to not even take us seriously. Like you say, God is a Trinity. You say that's who he is, his nature, like, then why can't you explain it to me? Yeah, that's 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 so true. And I think most of us, we were if we were to ask be asked a question about the Trinity, we'd be like, uh, um, um, uh, uh yeah. you know. <laughs> so have your kids asked any questions about the Trinity yet? They're kind of young. Yeah, my you know, that's the thing about children. They are so just simple in their understanding of complex things. Like it just seems simple to them. But there are, you know, me, my problem with my kids is I feel like they give too much information too soon. So they'll say certain things, right? Like they'll say God died for my sins, which is very accurate. He did. Jesus is God. We affirm that wholly. Uh But I always feel the need to like, yes, God, you know, Jesus is God. But, you know, the father, there's also the father. (laughs) There's also the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the one who died for your sins. So for them, it's just so simple. Jesus is God. And yeah, yeah, there's the father. He's God, too. And yes, and the Holy Spirit is God, too. (laughs) But I always feel the need to be like, you know, I just want to make sure you understand (laughs) that it's not just one. But um for them, they they are young, and it just seems like I love that about kids. It's so simple. It's yeah, just, and that's Jesus probably part of what Jesus was picking up on when he was like, "Let's you become like one of these." Yeah, you yeah. can't enter my kingdom. It's funny you mentioned that. Like over sharing yesterday, we were at the park, and Landon was. He asked a question. He was like, "So, are souls ghosts?" And mm, good question. <laughs> I started getting into, I'm like, well, really the idea of a soul that's separate from the body comes more from Greek thought than da 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 da. And I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? What am I doing? Relax. I know I have to tell myself all the time, man, I have had experiences where I have told my children too much. And as I'm talking, I'm like, Ani, stop, stop, stop talking right now, right now. And I'm like, man, I need to get a friend I could talk about this stuff with. <laughs> So anyway, it's so funny. I do that all the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is a hard thing to to explain whether you're answering your kid's question or anything, because there's not there's not like a verse that's like God is this and this is how it works. Right. And I, the, I know, I know the go to illustrations, as I read, as Reeves points out, definitely fall short. I think they're well-meaning. Um 
but they fall short. And so most of us, well, I would say all of us, none of us come into this world with a category for a divine being who is three persons with one nature. Like we just, and, and, and so unless we read a book like this or intentionally set out to study the doctrine of the Trinity and create a category in our minds for that, Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's just, you know, I think that's why that's really where the, the struggle is. There's literally nothing in the world that's like the perfect illustration. Exactly. God yeah. is so unique. This is like one thing about him that's so unique to mm-hmm. the God of the Christian Bible. Um, and so, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it's definitely a challenge. I can't say I understand it all now that I've read this book, but I'm definitely not as scared to talk about uh, yes. the Trinity. So that's one thing the book um, has accomplished and that's that's definitely progress. So, all right. So most people listening right now probably have their book. It's sitting on their nightstand or they've um, downloaded it, you know, on their tablet. So first of all, big round of applause for completing step one. That's a big part of being in a book club is getting the book. Um, but we all know, Buying the books is the easy part. And so I want to know, Ani, from your perspective, why should we actually crack the book open and start reading? Like hype it a little bit. What's what's in store for us? Okay. Well, I have been a Christian for over 15 years. And like I said, I've been in theology, in the theology world for over 10, but I've never heard the Trinity talked about the way that Michael Reeves talks about it in this book. And um you know, he just talks about how the Trinit- the view of a Trinitarian God affects every area, it affects, right, creation, salvation, sanctification, believing in a Trinity affects all those areas in a way that it wouldn't if it was just a single God. And yeah. I'd never really considered how that belief in the Trinitarian God would affect every area. And like we've talked about, the biggest thing is to not be afraid, right? To not be afraid of the distinctions of each person, because that was where I was at, I feel like, before, where, you know, you're, you're just so careful with how you talk about the Trinity, because there's so many heresies out there and so many misunderstandings that you don't want to fall into that. Mm-hmm. You want to really do the Trinity justice. And so, with that comes the fear of saying the wrong thing. But I feel like this book really clarified a lot of the distinctive roles mm-hmm. and um, the persons within the Trinity and took away that fear aspect that it's okay. They are different. Like they're not one in essence, nature and personhood, mm. right? They are distinct. There's the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Yeah. And to not be afraid to say that. <laughs> Right. To not be afraid to say that there's three distinct persons, but one God. And he really clarifies what we mean when we say that. Um, and so I would, if you're there, if there's any fear or doubt or something, I would read this book. Coming from someone who's been in theology for years, this book definitely transformed a lot of my thoughts, clarified and like, you know, made precise some of the things I already thought but now I have more confidence in why and not being afraid to talk about it yeah yeah that's good I think what you what you brought up at the beginning there I think one of the strengths of the book is how he he keeps forcing you to to think like what would how would things be different if our God was a solitary God Mm -hmm. how would that Mm -hmm. change 
the the whole relational Christian experience? How would that change the gospel? How would that change mm-hmm. um, our view of God's providence? How would that change how we see creation? How I mean, like, and that's where I had sought to understand the three persons of the Trinity and the fact they have one nature. Um, I've, you know, been in theology class, all that stuff, but I had never thought to process, okay, what do we lose mm-hmm. if the Trinity goes away? Like, what do, mm-hmm. what do we lose? And he, um, it's amazing in this very short book, um, is, is able to articulate essentially we lose everything. Like we, yeah. we lose so much if, if we lose, um, the Trinity. And so that was such a huge strength. Uh, somewhere in the introduction, I, I think it's toward the end. Um, Michael Reeves says that the triune being of God is the vital oxygen of the Christian life and joy. And I remember reading that for the first time and thinking, eh, that sounds a little bit of a stretch. You know, like, you know how, yeah, like how authors kind of exaggerate things and makes, you know, makes you want to keep reading. Um, Having read the whole book though, (laughs) and this will be my third time through it. I am now wholeheartedly convinced that he is not exaggerating Mm -hmm. when, when he writes that, that the Trinity rightly understood is full on worship fuel. And that's really my prayer, that the title of, of the book would ring true in the heart um, of, of everyone who participates in this book club, that we really would truly delight in the Father, Son, and Spirit at the end of the book club um, in, in a way that, that we haven't before. And so that's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm seeking. Anything you want to say in response to that or add to that before we kind of wrap things up? I'm in full agreement. It, after reading the book, it just, even though most, I feel like the listeners will affirm to a Trinity, but understanding it, it's just, it really does fuel your worship. It makes you in awe. It makes you more in love with who this God is. And you know, just being in a relationship and being able to understand this being in a deeper level. And the more you learn about him, the more you grow to love him because that's just who he is. And so this book has really done that for me as well. It's just fueled my awe of the Lord, my love for him. And man, you are so awesome. Right, right. And I mean, how many times do we use the phrase, you know, Christianity is a relationship. It's not a religion. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship. And I believed that before I read this book. I preached that before I read this book, um, affirmed that. But now I'm like, man, it really is a relationship because our God is community. Like he's father, son, and spirit relating the persons of the Godhead were relating to each other before one single thing was ever created. And now I'm getting too much into chapter one. But just that, that idea that this is a relationship also makes so much sense that the body of Christ is like people 
relating yeah. to each other <laughs> as we so much yeah, sense. as we reflect the character of our God. Like it's just it's been the it's been it's been just such a, a cool thing. And I um I am so excited to talk about this book with you. I'm genuinely looking forward to these conversations. I know I'm going to learn things from you. Um, I'm going to see things in the book that I haven't seen. And that's the beauty of reading with other people. Now, for anyone who reads a book, listens to these episodes, and is craving a real back and forth conversation about the book with fellow theology nerds, I will be hosting a Zoom discussion group on August 4th. That's once this whole series is over uh, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will be cutting it off at 9 because I go to bed early. I'm kind of a grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tickets are $10. I will be capping it at 20 people to facilitate better discussion. I'll send some conversation prompts ahead of time. Not that anyone will be called on to speak. Because I know some of you introverts just heard conversation prompts and it just like triggered anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. So you're welcome to just sit in the group and listen. The only thing I do not love about podcasting is that it's mostly a one-way conversation. I want to hear what you guys are thinking and learning so badly. And so I want to try this out. I think it'll be a great way to do that. You can get your ticket in the shop at hergodspeaks.com or click on the link in the show notes. If these tickets sell out and you're super bummed, shoot me an email, april at hergodspeaks.com. If I get a few of those, I'll open up another group. That's it for this episode. It is officially time to start reading. So ready, set, go. We will meet right back here next Thursday to discuss chapters one and two and make sure that you don't skip the intro. It's really, really good. All right. Bye, friends. Bye.